We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast, the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perone. You can also find some of my work over at Quick Slants, over at Came On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants podcast. With me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, the weather is beautiful over where you're at, and you've got some people you want to acknowledge. Oh, yeah. I was, well, man, you hit me right, right with that right from the start. <laughs> right away. But um, the weather is gorgeous. I mean, I, I know we don't do weather anymore because people, some people got mad at us, but um, it's, been, it's been perfect here in, in North Myrtle Beach. But um, I thought you were going to ask me about the game. And oh, we'll get say, to that. The oh, only we'll good to- thing that came out of that game last week was I had to go to a different place to watch it because uh, it was a 425 game so the, the 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 bar restaurant that I normally go to for an early game um it's more it's a perfect place to go for you know the one o'clock start one o'clock eastern start because it's you know it's not that crowd I can get my own little thing but by by that by later in the day it's it's a more of a restaurant than a bar so it gets it would be too crowded and it just wouldn't be the right atmosphere for me to sit and, and watch and take notes and stuff. So went to my friend's bar, um, Sagru's pub here in North Myrtle beach. And I met some very, very knowledge, good fans. I mean, I picked the right place and the right people to sit with because they were knowledgeable and good fans. Not like, you know, you know how some fans can be, they get mm-hmm. nerves when you watch a game. Now nah, these people, and, it, and let me tell you something. It was, um, so Scott, Scott Pennington and his wife, who's a Steeler fan, his wife, I forget her, Tricia, who was a Steeler fan, but I didn't know that because she was wearing a gold uh, shirt. So it looked like a Packers shirt, but it was a Steeler shirt. Um, so, but he, but, he, but he's like kind of a Packer fan a little bit, but but Scott's a big Packer fan. And then Mar- Marie and her, her husband, Eric. Now, Eric's a Viking fan, so I kind of tried to ig- ignore him most of the day. Uh, next week's going to be interesting. Uh, but she, this woman... 
and I don't I don't mean to sound sexist here at all because I'm certainly not. But she knew a lot about she she really knew football. I mean, like really knew football, which I was impressed with. And then Betsy, another um, I guess they were friends. I don't know. I didn't get the whole story. Um, but she knew football as well. She was wearing an Alan Lazard shirt, which I thought was interesting. Okay. An Alan Lazard Packers shirt, not a not a Jets. Jets. Okay. Sure. But Important. yeah, so the, the one good thing that came out of this whole thing was I met some um, some good Packer fans. Nice. Which, like, you know what, Packer fans for the most, I, and I'm, I'm people say, oh, you're just saying it, but you know, I've met a lot of fans from different teams through my years of covering and traveling and everything. Packer fans, for the most part, are probably, and I've had other fans of other teams tell me this. They're, Packer fans are, they're, well, see, I'm I'm used to Eagles fans who are just you know they different. They'll, they'll, yeah, that's a good word. Different. Yeah, uh, violent is another word maybe yeah. that comes up. Uh, Packer fans are pretty good people for the most part. Do you find that? Yeah, they are. And when I when I, when I use the word fans. different, that's almost Midwestern for you know you assign whatever meaning you want to it, but it's not the most positive thing in the world. When you say like someone says they they like you try their casserole or their <laughs> hot dish or something in there, and you say oh this tastes different, that's basically okay. your way of saying I'm not sure I like it. So Packers, I know we don't. Do you, do you, do you find that? The yeah, I do. Fans are yeah, I, I do. I do. People. I mean, and there's a good faction of, of people and across every fan base, too, if you look hard enough. But, yeah, most Packers oh, yeah, fans I run into every very like friendly. Any, like any yeah. profession, you're going to find good and bad and all of it. But but I just think Packer fans aren't. Um, I'm probably more of a because of because of my northeast upbringing, <laughs> growing up in Jersey and and working in Philly. I'm harder on people than, like, like for instance, some some guy comes over to the table late in the game and says, uh, "Hey, are you Packer fans? Uh, I'm a Viking fan. You told me something." And I just looked at him. I said, "Then, then get the hell out of here." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then he, then he laughed. He says, "Oh, but my 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 mother was a Packer fan." I said, "Well, you had good you had good um, upbringing. You just messed up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, but like they would never say Packer, like these Packer fans. And they're, um, they, the, the one, um, Marie is a Wisconsin native. Okay. The other ones were from Ohio, I believe. But they're so, I mean, that's another thing. That's another thing about Packer fans. You don't have to be born in Wisconsin to be a Packer fan. Right. No, no, you don't. And, Usually, no, no. And I mean, I got, I'm sure fans of other fan bases probably do this too. But like, when I'm wearing any kind of Packers gear, and I walk by, and someone else has Packers gear on, and if I'm not like at a game or yep. something, there's still like a head nod or a finger point or something. You kind of acknowledge or each other. Pack. Yeah, you kind of acknowledge each other. So it's it's nice. Yeah, I mean, the fan bases. We're. I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's deserved. I think it's earned. Packers fans are pretty friendly here. I mean, I've heard people Much in at Lambeau who were there. Of, Fans of other teams say all the time, like, wow, everyone was so nice, so friendly, like they yes. took pictures and all that kind of stuff. I mean, usually the Packers are winning when they're there, so their Packers fans are in a good mood. But yeah, I hear that, that from a lot of That doesn't happen in Philly. No. No. You don't wear you don't wear a cowboy jersey to the to, Well, to definitely not a cowboy. Sure. I mean, God, cowboy commanders <laughs> or giants, especially in that in that right. stadium is I mean, they don't like the Packers either. I mean, and you don't even wear and, and you'd be you could wear you don't want to wear a Packers. Jer- I mean, it wouldn't be quite as bad, but don't wear a Packers jersey or a Rams jersey or a 49ers jersey either. Right. <laughs> you just don't No, You know, I remember remember when the Reds when they when Washington was the Redskins and they had that guy that came in the full headdress and everything to the games. Yeah. I don't know if, if you remember that. Yes, I, I do. It's a ways back. 
they lit they, they lit his headdress on fire one year. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Philly's different. And that, so maybe I'm just you know I'm 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 used to every fan base being kind of like different. I'll use that. Yeah, word. different. A diff, there's that word again. So well, before but we anyway. b- before we jump into much, a couple things here. The first one is I know we don't do weather anymore per se. However. <laughs> Our friend Ricard over in Sweden reached out and wanted to say hello. So make sure to say hello to Mark. And he wanted us to know that the Stockholm weather, high of 39, low of 30. I like how he converts it into Fahrenheit yeah, for us. So I would know if he, did. he wanted to just reach out. He was asking some of my thoughts about the uh, the team and wanted to send us his weather. So thought I would give him a shout out. Says he still listens every Thursday. So thank you, Ricard. I appreciate it. Uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If it's Rickard, my bad. Let me know. Send me the phonetic spelling of your name so that I don't sound like a complete buffoon next time I acknowledge I I you right. on the show. And then the only other thing I want to want to mention here, too, is okay. as a native, not a native, I'm not a native of Phoenix, but as a resident of Phoenix who has become a supporter of the local baseball team here, I want to give a shout out to Go the Arizona D-backs. Diamondbacks who are going to the World Series to take on the Texas Rangers. I know there's probably a lot of Brewers fans who are listening to this show, so I will not gloat or go on and on and on. But I did want to acknowledge that because this kind of reminded me, the Diamondbacks kind of reminded me of the 2010 Packers. They get in as the lowest seed, they win their way through, and then they just become a buzzsaw. And they beat a really good Phillies baseball team and i'm sure you know well, they beat a really good brewers and dodgers team brewers, along the way uh they beat a good brewers team the dodgers were not that formidable of an opponent they weren't that good and the dodgers have not been very they good won 100 at, games. except for yeah whoop then they won 100 games a year before that and a year before that and they won the covid world series whoop de doo but the dodgers have uh perennially not been very good in the playoffs yeah, well, so you're right about that but still no i listen if you bet them to beat the dodgers you made some pretty good money because the odds were not in their favor. The other way. Well, the Diamondbacks haven't been favored in a single game this whole season. they won't be favored now. They, no, they won't be. And I, I'm going to game four. Oh, good for you. I'll be in the house in game four. So if the Diamondbacks happen to win games one through three, I'm not holding my breath. Then that could be a, an extremely special occasion. Now, I'm, but, I got to I got to take you on the carpet a little bit here. Okay. You give you gave up on them more than once. Oh uh, yes, I did. No, <laughs> okay. I definitely did. And one of the first, well, the first tweet that I sent out after they won was, "You can look up all my receipts." I gave up on this team hardcore after the All Star <laughs> yes, break because they were really bad. But they got off to that great start. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. April, May, they were, they were, they were. I was like, whoa, this this team's for. And then they hit that lull, and that's when the Dodgers got hot and, and blew by them. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of stumbled into the playoffs, like they. They got in because the Reds and Cubs just played worse. Yeah, down the stretch for that last right. wild card spot. Right, but yeah. hey, they got in and they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, I, I people t- like you and I. Well, you and I went back and forth on 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 X about this. That people were saying like, oh, no, but who cares about this World Series? This is gonna hey, Arizona. I'm not even a diehard baseball fan anymore. I'm looking right. forward to this World Series. Yeah, more so than I would have another Philly Astro World Series. Yeah, different different teams in there. The well, the ones that are uh, complaining and talking about the format of the ones that those teams aren't playing in the series. Yeah, exactly. And so but, that, I mean, that uh, these are two teams that two years ago lost a hundred games. Yeah, and here they are two years later. And to me, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's, that's that tells you that hey. If you're if your team isn't in it, you know if your team if you're rooting for a bad team, hey, look what the Diamondbacks did, look what the Rangers did. Two years later, they're both in the World Series. They also both general managers are former Princeton University baseball players. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, they I didn't, didn't play together. 
Uh, Chris Young, the Texas general manager, is a little bit older, I believe, than the Arizona general manager. But uh, but both played it. Which I'm, I Scott Bradley, the head coach at Princeton, is going to be. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of uh, phone calls and people want to do stories because sure. he yeah. coached both of them. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We 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 put off the we have well because and we did it we did it on purpose because it was we don't want to talk about the Packers. Well, let's just do this. We're going to talk Packers defense against. Yeah, at least we talk. At least we got the unit that's not too bad. Uh, they're all bad. So we got the Packers <laughs> defense against the Vikings offense, and we will get to that. I promise you. But before we do that, as we always do, even though it's been several days since, uh, it, this is just. It's a weird season, so Mark, I got to get your your thoughts three days later, four days later on the game on Sunday, and how you're feeling about it. I met some nice people. That's how. That's how, that's my feeling <laughs> on that game, including the because Vikings the fan. Was, who, I mean, first of all, and I'm gonna, you know, I got to give it to you because you were the guy in when before July, August, whenever it was, that said your biggest concern was the head coach Matt Lafleur. And I was like, ah, come on, what do you worry about him for? He's going to be, you know, he's fine. He's going to, this is, we're going to see him now. We're going to, Rodgers is gone. So we're going to see Matt LaFleur's offense. We're going to see Matt LaFleur run his thing. Well, we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like what I'm saying. I mean, I'll you know, I don't know what happens. I mean, the second half, if you score 17 points in a half, that's a pretty good half. Yeah. And so they, they scored 17 points in the second half. You know, that's, that's not, a, but you can't come out especially after your bye week and put up a zero against a bad Denver defense in the first, you just can't do that. I mean, that's that, that's, and look, and look bad doing it. So well, far if you don't score, you're, you're going to look bad. But I mean, that, that offense, that first half was, was hard to, Oh God, it was just, it was, it was painful. It was painful. Um, I'll give them a little bit of, they did something. And I don't think that, Although watching the game, it didn't look like they changed anything. They didn't look like they made some drastic, you know, they didn't look the same. I mean, but it just seemed to work better. But these slow starts, they can't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing wrong, but they're doing something wrong. He's not getting them ready to play. That's that's the major thing in, in, in my mind is that they're just not ready to play. When the game starts, they're not ready. They're, they're, the offense is not ready. They're, they're not, they're not prepared. And that's four, all on the head coach. Four out of six games, they have failed to score in the first half, or if they did, it was like a field goal at most. That's not. That's mm. not a. It, I mean, that goes beyond the bye week and everything else, and all that, all that other, whatever else you want to say about it. These, this is just a. It's a historically in in certain areas, and I'm sure there's stats to back it up too. It's a historically bad operation. And I know we don't do the offensive side of the football, but one thing we're gonna that I want to say before we move into the defensive matchup because there was some news regarding the defense, and it was unfortunately not great as far as players and availability moving forward. But on the offensive side, I think what we're seeing is that, and you got to bring Brian Gutekunst into this as well, is that they want to evaluate Jordan Love, right? Sure, mm-hmm. and. When you look back, and if you want a comparison to, I know everyone knows this, but just so I throw it out there too, just in case everyone forgot or anyone forgot. When 
Aaron Rodgers took over in 2008. If you look at the receivers that he had, there was a veteran, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver. Jordy Nelson was a rookie, but and so he he was young as well. But the driver they, they the had driver was already established. Th- they had Ryan Grant. They had offensive players and weapons who were veteran and understood, had been around and played in the league, right? You're trying to evaluate Jordan Love right now, and he's got the pressure of taking over for a Hall of Famer who took over for a Hall of Famer before him. And you're you're trying to evaluate him, and you've got guys that are so young and so green, and, and then there's the injuries, and who apparently don't pay attention to practice, that I don't know how you could possibly glean anything from what Jordan Love is doing because these guys are so bad at running routes, spacing out, Dropping, dropping passes left and right, just not getting inside the hash, outside the hash. Like, you know, they score a fluke touchdown because the receiver can't catch a ball. It pops through his hands, and, and there was another receiver. I mean, Jaden Reed was probably in the wrong spot, but he happened to catch the fluke <laughs> in the eye joke. But, I mean, that's that's the issue. And, Mark, I know I know that, that you agree. Is that how, oh, how, how are you evaluating Jordan Love when you've got all this, this stuff around him? So I guess that's almost kind of my way of saying, look, Malafleur can call whatever play he wants, and he can become this scheme master or whatever. I, I don't want to throw all of it at his feet because even if he called the perfect play, and I think he probably has a lot of the right play calls at times, it doesn't matter because the execution is so putrid. Well, again, you're right. I agree with everything that you said. 100% agree with everything. But I'm going to put it more on Lafleur because, yes, either of these players are just stone-cold bad players and I don't think that's the case with all of them. But are they being coached? Why are they running the wrong routes? Why? I mean, a drop's a drop. That's that's on the player. You don't coach them to drop a ball, but you coach them to run the right routes. Are are they are they giving are they giving these young guys too much to handle? And that's why they're they're not sure where they're supposed to. I mean, break it. That's what the bye week was for. Break it down. Make it simpler. Christian Watson, this is what this is. Here's your job. Just do this, because you obviously can't do more than this. You know, Romeo Dobbs, here's what we want you to do. Don, Dontavian Wicks, here's what we want. Don't give them, don't overload them at this point. Don't put too much on their plate because I don't know can't. that they, I don't know that they are. It's like when they, when they practice, I'm just, it's well, like. they're just bad players. Why, well, if, if these receivers can't handle a simple, you I do agree. this, then they're bad players. I, I agree, but it's, it's the questions about what do they do at practice and do they practice and like, what is the messaging? They're valid. That stuff is valid. Yeah. I want to. I want to read a quick tweet. I don't know if you saw this, Mark. I want to read a quick tweet. Actually, I don't think you have seen it because it just came out since we started recording. Kurt Warner was kind of kind of defending Jordan Love here and said, after watching the film, I'm assuming he's saying from the Denver game, someone who's saying that Jordan Love played bad last week. Please show me the plays that you wanted him to do something different, where he had guys open and didn't see them. He said, I saw two plays on the final drive that I questioned, but very few others. So these are, listen. My only thing with Love, Love's got to let it rip. He used the, the term that they use. Well, when he lets it rip, is it, the accuracy is not there, though. The deep balls well, are just not there. I don't care about completion. I'm talking about, like, on the last play, two weeks in a row on the last play. And I'm, I'm blaming the receiver as much. But if you're going to miss, miss – overthrow rather than underthrow because if you overthrow then it's just going to go in, in, incomplete if you're underthrow it's got a chance to get picked and that's what happened two weeks in a row he got he underthrew it and he got picked so as much as i'm defending love and i'm a, I'm a still jordan love guy let it let, air it out 
But that's what I mean. Is I that's that's part of what I mean, Mark. Is is accuracy is also being able to judge the distance and getting the right. ball in the right spot. Oh, okay. I think Love throws the ball to where he thinks it needs to be. He just when you're not an accurate thrower in certain situations or on certain types of passes, the ball's not going to be placed in the right spot. Well, I think it's in his. I think he's trying to be too. He knows what's going on too. He's not. He's not going to say it, but he knows these guys are not. It's a mess. Uh, we got to talk defense, but let me just say, let me just say this. And this is a story that I'm writing for later in the week for Packer Report as well. The Packers have a young quarterback in Jordan, a first-time starter. Okay, they don't know what they don't know what they have. They're hoping for the best. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles and Miami Dolphins a couple years ago were in the same exact situation with their quarterbacks, who, by the way, came out of the same draft as Jordan Love, 2020. Jalen Hurts. The Eagles didn't know what they had in Jalen Hurts. He was a second-round pick. He was backing up Carson Wentz as a rookie. Until Wentz got so bad, they had to they had to bench him and put Hurts in. But they didn't know what they had. They were, I mean, the Eagles were to the point where they were looking to maybe trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson because they mm-hmm. didn't know what they had in Hurts. Right. But what did they do for Hurts? They draft the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith, out of national champion Alabama, with the sixth overall pick. And they go out and get AJ Brown. A year later, they trade a first and third round pick for a veteran. A.J. Brown, which I call the greatest trade in Eagles history, because they, they don't go to Super Bowl last year without A.J. Brown. They're not the best team in the NFC this year without A.J. Brown. So they, they give Hurts, Smith, and Brown, and now Hurts looks pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, Miami, same thing. They have Tua. They don't know what they have. Tua, and, you know, he First of all, Tua got hurt a lot early. And, you know, hopefully he doesn't get hurt again, but you know they don't know what they have. So what do they do? They used a sixth pick in that same draft to take Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Then what do they do? They trade for Tyreek Hill. So now they have Hill and Waddle. All of a sudden, Tua looks pretty darn good too, right? Yeah. What do the Packers do? They don't, they God, they certainly don't take a wide receiver in the first round because that's against the rules. <laughs> you know, the Packers' own rules yeah. that, that you're not allowed to take a wide receiver in the first round. And they don't trade for any. No, they, they take they draft, they trade two second-round picks and go up and take a kid who's got a ton of talent and natural ability in Christian Watson, but he's miles away from being a, an NFL football player. Miles away. Right. And why is that? Because he went to North Dakota State, not Alabama, not Georgia, not Michigan, not Oklahoma, North Dakota State. I've never watched a North Dakota State game in my life. I don't know what they play there. I know they, they win their whatever whatever it is that they play, but... I don't know. I think the guys he played he he played against they're not in the NFL. Most of them aren't in the NFL. I mean, I think most of them are teaching phys ed in high school. <laughs> so he's not used to going against real. That's why, you know, he doesn't know to fight back and and win that against the Raiders. Never had to. Didn't have to. He, in had, college. he got by on that. He was too too physically talented, like the, the against the guys he went against. So he looked great. Of course he did. And he and listen, I'm not saying Watson will never be a good player. But he's not. He's he's miles behind the other guys in terms of not not in terms of speed and size and strength, in terms of knowing how to play in the NFL. That we and knew. Then who else did they get? We knew that they're fourth round picks. Yeah, we, fourth we, round. Yeah, we Dobbs, knew. Dobbs might become a good player too. I like Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Fourth round pick. Samari Tori, seventh round pick. Wicks, fifth round pick. Listen, every once in a game, you you hit on one of them. Donald Driver was a seventh-round pick, but it took Donald Driver. He didn't come in and become the Packers. No, three years. It took him years. Three years, at least, yeah. So, again, and maybe this is the plan. Maybe it was the plan is for them 
they, they plan on struggling. And, 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 but, but if that's the, you know, if that's the plan, it's working. I don't think they want to plan on struggling, but you had to think this is possible. You had to think that at a, at a lower side of things, that this might be what ends up coming out on the other side. I mean, they, they used a high pick on Luke Musgrave. I think they liked him a lot, but he didn't play a lot of football last year. So, and he's having issues of his own getting his footing. And I know he that, did that take Reed in the second round, but he's a slot receiver. Yeah. And it, they, you know, that's, that's fine. But I guess, you know, the, the first pass that Luke Musgrave catches with his feet under him, that he can actually run after the catch will be, will be like a, a cause for celebration. Cause that guy is falling right. down after he catches every single ball. And some of the passes are just not there. Like they're just not thrown accurately. So, I, but I don't. Again, I, he's been accused. I mean, you saw it a couple weeks ago when when Lafleur took him out and was screaming at him. Yes, because he ran the so wrong there's route. There's another guy not running the right routes. There's the here's my thing about that. And that's why I kind of blame. I'm blaming the coaching staff a little bit here. When that many guys are running the wrong routes, there's something wrong with the routes. Yes. Well, I, I still go back to coaching and just say, what is not sinking in about your messaging? I mean, you, either one of two things is happening. Your messaging is not reaching the players. That's bad. Or number two, you're not practicing at all. That's worse. So I just, and I just said, and we're, we're getting off on a tangent here on the offense. Like I'll, I, I covered a lot of this stuff on quick slants. If you want to hear my thoughts on Matt LaFleur and some of the stuff he said up to the game, go listen to my quick slants podcast from earlier this week on Monday. All right, let's switch over to the defense, Mark. I know we have a lot more to this offense and stuff and Packer stuff we want to talk about, but I have a feeling there's probably going to be a few more opportunities before the end of the season for us to talk about the other section, other parts of the team. But, okay, in news that came out on Wednesday, the Packers placed safety Darnell Savage and corner Eric Stokes on injured reserve. Now, Stokes, disappointingly enough, comes off of Pup, and it looked like he pulled his hamstring playing special teams on a, as a gunner. He comes up lame on one of those plays. He's on injured reserve. He's going to get some extended time to get his hamstring straight now after after coming back from the knee and the foot issue. And Darnell Savage, is he's got a calf injury, and he's going to miss several weeks to let the calf heal. Obviously, that that's uh, not... They were both re-injured. They're, they're, yeah, so they both they both got hurt. Now, this is big because Carrington Valentine got exposed a lot early in the game mm-hmm. against Cortland Sutton uh, for the Denver Broncos. He I think he had picked up four first downs on third, third three, four third down conversions before the end of the first quarter. And a lot it of that was Valentine's against... Valentine's Day. A lot of those, yeah, it was, a, it was not a happy Valentine's Day. Well, he might end up being a starter this week against the Vikings because if Jair Alexander can't play... Well, he did th- practice, right? Wednesday? He did, but what have you said about back injuries? You didn't yeah, have a back you injury. No, you're right. You, you have, have a back problem. So... Jair Alexander is going to be week to week, day to day, game to game from now until the end of this season. Right. And so Valentine, if you want, here's, you know, now you're going to get to see some more players on defense, get a chance to go out there and play and struggle. And and you'll see what they can do against some of the best of the best. So it could be Russell Douglas, Carrington Valentine and Keyshawn Nixon out at at corner against the Vikings who are, who just, you know, played their best game of the season and beat the Niners. So and it's and it's Kirk Cousins and, and Kirk Cousins is a step above Russell Wilson. So they don't get any any doesn't get any better at the quarterback position for as far as their opposition. Now, Justin Jefferson won't play. He's on injured reserve. Right. So he won't play well, in this Packers game. The Packers did add two corners today. They yeah. they promoted Valentine uh, from the practice squad. Okay. For good, and they signed Robert Rochelle from the Carolina. He was on the Carolina practice squad. Uh, he's been around. He's a third-year guy. He was originally a fourth-round pick at the Rams in 21. Mm-hmm. Played with the Rams for two years. Played, played 26 games, 20, 
28 games with the Rams, started five of them. And then he went, he was in, he was on Carolina. He was with Seattle and Carolina. And so the Packers um, plucked him off the Panthers practice squad. Six foot, 193. I don't know how fast he is or anything, but so he'll be up. I mean, he'll, they, they, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's as thin as they are at corner now. He's, he's probably their fourth corner. How right badly now. do um, the Packers not want to lose to the Carolina Panthers? They're plucking players off their practice squad so they can game plan for them already <laughs> for the Christmas Eve game. I'm joking. I'm totally kidding. That, is, that game could end up having implications that have nothing to do with winning the game. I'll just say that. By that time of the season, depending on how the Packers go over the next two months, that game could be for something that uh, is, not, is not for playoffs or, or winning. But I digress. It so, so it's going to be um, it, it's so it's so it's going to be tough. And that also means Mark uh, probably more Jonathan Owens, who had some struggles in this last game as well. Too, he had a well, hold, he had a hold, and then it looked like on the touchdown to Sutton, it looked like he may have possibly gotten himself mixed up in communication with what he was supposed to do. He got washed up at the line of scrimmage, didn't get back, and then Sutton's wide open scores an easy touchdown. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? In college, I personally dealt with an addiction that was tough to get over, and while my mind kept telling me to do the right things, and I wanted to do the right things, it was always hard trying to make the right choices in real time. What I eventually found out was that therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back and how to work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy has helped me with my past struggles and helped make me a better person today for my friends and my family. Therapy has helped me learn my trigger points, my destructive habits, and what positive steps to take to ensure that those negative behaviors turn into positive ones. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be catered to your schedule, and flexible to your individual needs. The best part is that BetterHelp is so easy to sign up for. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Packaday. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure. We'll see. I, I I think Anthony, the rookie, Anthony Johnson Jr. might actually. Um, if you're going to throw him out there again, now you're now you're just going now you're just going absolutely. I'll call it almost like nuclear with the rookies and the young guys, because it's like you are now you're literally saying 
it is not, and, and maybe I'm the slow one, but it is zero, not just 10%, 15%. It is 0% about winning. It is literally, these all might as well be like extended preseason games. They just want to, uh, they just want to evaluate young players. They don't care I about mean, what the result. By the end of the game last week, I think wasn't Johnson was out there instead of. Yes. Because oh. why not? Because listen, at this point, you, this this is the roster that you constructed. And listen, you can't address every position in free agency. I understand. There's going to be some, and, and this happened under Ted Thompson, McCarthy. There was positions where it's like, oh, this is the fourth year in a row. They haven't added an inside linebacker. Just for example, just, right. you know, I, I get that. You can't address everything. But football is also a game of major attrition. And at some positions, if you're going to go out there as paper thin to start, where if your starters get hurt, you're literally counting on, guys that have never played in the NFL, well, that's what you're going to get because you're likely going to see those players miss time. And, of course, Darnell Savage is out, and so is Eric Stokes already. He didn't even get a chance to to get out there and play on defense. And I'll tell you this too, Mark. We talked about it a little bit before, and this is another watch. You're watching Matt LaFleur. I have another thing that I want to watch for, and that is the attitude and the vibe of this Packers team, the body language. I want to see when guys start looking like they might not be playing as hard and then that's going to carry over into practice because I think you mentioned it last week or the week before oh I don't know if I can practice today my yeah. foot hurts oh that ha- I've seen it I've seen it firsthand where uh, you know I hate to use the word quit but they that's what happened I mean they losing is a bad thing and when they when you continue to lose and uh, it could get ugly but a young team that doesn't usually happen as much as with an older veteran team. Like, like Anthony Johnson's, if he does play this, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna play hard. He's not, he's not gonna quit. He wants because he, this is his chance yeah. to say, hey, good, I am pretty good. Go out there and be a missile. I could be your starter next year. He's he's the only safety, I believe. I'm right about this under contract for next year. Right? Next year, right? You're right. He's the only one. Correct. So. He if 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 he if I'm correct and he is going to play mm-hmm. a lot against the Vikings and going forward, well, this is his chance to show the Packers like, oh, okay, we do have a guy here. He, this guy can play. Well, the Vikings or, have. So if we want to talk matchups, you're you're right. No, you're right. And the Vikings have a have a good offensive line, and they've got Jordan Addison. No Justin Jefferson, but it doesn't sound like they need him right now. Addison has been all no, over the place. Him. He played really well against the Niners. He is going to likely have himself a day against the Packers because, well, first like, of all... It depends on Jair Alexander. Uh, it could, but Jair hasn't been very good this year when he has played. Well, because I don't and think so, he's been healthy. But. And so, well, but, but here's... And interestingly enough, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I thought of this earlier today, and I hope that this would come up on this show, Mark, is on ESPN Milwaukee on Wednesday, Brian Bulaga was a guest. Came out and talked with Jason Wildey, Mark Tauscher. Has he and, officially retired? Yes. He hasn't like signed the paperwork, but he's not playing anymore. So Balaga's retired, but he said, and one of the things that they asked was, do you think that there are some injury things happening that guys are trying to play through? And he said, yes, it's probably so because that's just life in the NFL. Every player is dinged up in some way, shape or form by now. Like nobody is 100% healthy and unscathed, right? Mm. But he also said, and I've said this too, It's not like just because 
somebody is dealing with something and we find out about it or we can tell something is wrong, that doesn't mean that we're all of a sudden going to grade things on a curve and say, oh, you went out there and gave it your best. It's okay you whiffed on four blocks and got Jordan Love sacked four times. Good good, good effort and we appreciate you going out there and being a warrior. No, you're going to get graded on how you played because you you suited up and said, I can play. I can go out there and help my team. You put the uniform on and then you went out and sucked. So if Jair plays, but he's not effective, that's still going to be bad for the Packers. Oh, I agree. It's it's still going to be bad for the Packers. So, yes, okay, great. These guys are trying to grit it out, tough it out. And and again, for how long? Because right now it's two and four. When we get to, if we get to two and six, two and seven, because now, as you know, the Rams don't look so bad. No. You know, they're, you know, they're coming in. You've got a couple. They're better than we thought they'd be. You've got, of course, we know the Lions on Thanksgiving. That's going to be a beast of a game for the Packers to try and do something good in. And then looming after that is you've got the the Chargers and and a dreaded Milwaukee game. So we know they're going to sell all their tickets and give their tickets to Chargers fans. And the game game you're going to. What Charger fans? I know. I I know. I know. I don't don't know any. I don't don't know how they. That's the perfect Milwaukee game. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then the Chiefs. It's just. When this thing is, it, and and I will just tell you this right now, I don't see signs of this team quitting on Matt Lafleur. And even if guys are like, "Hey, I'm hurt" or whatever, I, I mean, the team might start making decisions and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna kind of, you shut know, you down. Yeah, yeah, shut you down." And just it's it's about next year. But you know, then it gets back to the eval thing, which is again on the offensive side of the ball. But the the Vikings don't have Dalvin Cook. They don't run as well as they did before. But again, again, Mark, and you've seen it too, Joe Barry, our favorite whipping boy, and he deserved a little bit of it this week. He's still putting out these small lineups in obvious run situations. And so are the Vikings even going to have to throw? Yeah, well, let me say this about the defense. The defense, they played well enough to win. They did. They they had to, and they, again, they, they were, talk about a war of attrition. And thank, luckily, Devonta Wyatt did not. He who was playing very well, I thought, did, isn't hurt too bad. Mm-hmm. But when he went out, they had to go small because the, their backups are small. Right. Yeah. They Brooks, have Slayton and Clark. Who are yeah. Playing, but they, Brooks is Brooks is not a big guy. Yeah. No, they're both. No, I know. Brooks and the other kid Wooden are both like interior pass rush kind of guys. They're not your big run stoppers, which is why, for the life of me, I don't understand. Well, they didn't know why it was going to get hurt, but even so. I would bring this Jonathan Ford. I mean, Bingo. why Jonathan Ford even if he's that bad? Then go, then cut him. Cut ties with him all the Cut him. Cut to- him. Exactly. Right. Bingo. One hundred percent. Kept him originally. Then you put him on the practice squad. Give him a chance. He, I mean, if 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 at his size, if he can't stop the run, then what? Then then I don't know what he is. Because I mean, he he's, he's a big big man. Give him a chance. Let him play ten snaps. Whatever. I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it just seems things this year that are confusing me. It just seems to me like we're we're really seeing that the the idea or the concept or the goal or the approach. I finally found my word. Approach this season was Elmer's glue and duct tape, <laughs> and just just get through it. Just get through it. We have to play seventeen games. Let's just get through it, and then next year when we get. Rogers and I'll go ahead and you know I'll throw it out there. Bakhtiari off the books, 
then we can try to start try to bring in try to bring in uh, another stud. And listen, if it goes poorly enough, you might end up adding a stud or two in the draft because you're going to be picking so high. I mean, you know, I I know you're not a big fan of Ohio State quarterbacks, but they've had some good receivers and they got a really good one right now that's coming out. But but they're not allowed to take a wide receiver in the first round. Well, you know what? Somebody somebody might need to tie up Brian Gutekunst on the draft and and uh, claim that you know he was absent and someone else had to make the pick for him. Then you know it, be, it just would be a nice pick. The, the, that would be equivalent to the Eagles and Dolphins taking Waddle and Smith taking right. Marvin, you're talking about Marvin Harrison. Yes, Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I love. I mean, that would be you know. They just the, the Packers can't buy a break. They keep they you know two guys yeah, come back, is, two guys go out. Devondre yeah. Campbell still banged up. Yeah, I mean, like I started to say, so that last that drive that cost you know that what where where Denver retook the lead. Packers go up seventeen sixteen, which was a, a nice comeback. Let's let's give some credit. They're down sixteen to three, and it's looking like oh my god, this is just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And then they. They do put together back-to-back touchdown drives. Yeah, they got lucky on the one, but but still, the, but the, but the drive was nice, and then they, you know, the touchdown that Reed caught off Dobbs. So they take the lead. You know, everybody's happy, and we're, you know, and I'm taking a just the defense get a stop, just get a stop, get a turnover, do something. Well, at that point though, they're playing without Wyatt, Campbell, Savage, Alexander. Was anybody else missing? Was that it? I meant that right. before starters are out, right? Yeah, they had a lot, a so, lot of preferred starters not there. Yeah, I mean, I, and again, these guys are you know the backups did what they could. They they held them to a field goal again, which was nice. But my my biggest complaint with this defense, like I said, defense most other than the Lions game, the defense has played well enough for them to win every game. I thought mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta they fell apart at the end, but that was I blame the offense for that Atlanta loss because they. The defense had to keep going back on the field. They what? They had four straight three and outs. There's on offense, the, the so. offense is, has been a, a culprit in a lot of games. Yeah, almost all. I mean, if you don't um, score any points in the first half, you're automatically probably more at fault than the defense just at yeah. face value. Like I said, the defense. You know, everybody. It's this is not the time to kill Joe Barry. The other thing, though, Mark, too, it that's been. But, that, let me just say this. Oh yeah, like, go ahead. My problem with the defense is, and again, you know, I don't care about yards. I don't. I don't care about yards. And, and until they start giving you points for getting yards, this isn't fantasy football where you get points for yards. You get you get nothing for yards. You got to score points, and the points have been okay. But they got to get some more. They got to force more turnovers. Yep, they got to help. They have to help their offense. Give, that's where I was going. Give the offense a short field every once and again. You know, get a turnover. Get a force a fumble. Get an interception. They got none. They're, Denver's a team that usually turns the ball over. Well, they didn't get any turnovers None. against that yeah. Denver they, offense. They Packers rank 27th right now in turnovers. That's not And they're, they're minus – I think they're either minus one or minus two on the turnover ratio. I think, the I think they're minus two now. Yeah. And then also – and this is a this is what helps cause turnovers. Get some sacks. Yeah. They had one sack last week for zero yards. Yeah. So that means if Russell Wilson would have just forged a little bit further and, and gained a yard, it wouldn't have been a sack. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they got to get – I thought this defense would get more sacks. I mean, if you're eval, listen, if you're eval, if we're going to go eval and you're going to put Anthony Johnson Jr. And for stop, example, and I don't care about pressures. Oh, no, but but what, Gary has the second best pressure rate. Care about damn pressure? Get get a sack. Get a sack. And if you so if you're going to if you listen if you're going to go eval and you're going to put Anthony Johnson Jr. out there, then I should see Lucas Van Ness take at least fifty percent of the snaps at edge as well. Yeah, he needs them to see what he's yeah. And well, him and him and. Um, Kingsley 
Engamar, however he pronounces his name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's but but and but again, you know, they're they're not always they I know they're forcing some, I guess, pressure. But, yeah, you've got to You've got to get home. Well, here's the other thing, too, is that this every week there's one if you get quote unquote pressure, but then Wilson scrambles for 12 yards. Right, that's not a pressure. That's not pressure. That's a bad play. You you had a chance to get him, and he let him run for twelve yards in the first down. Yeah, you shouldn't get credit for something. I mean, even in the Lions game, Goff had like a season long run because everybody lost contain, and he was just wide open. And, yeah. and okay, he's like, okay, I'll run. The receivers are, and because I could see Cousins, same thing too. Like he's not a runner, but I mean, if you're going to give him fifteen yards of daylight, forget about a sack. You better make sure that he doesn't like run around on you and that's right. that's that's when you know that you're really struggling when you can't stop like bad non-mobile quarterbacks from See, running and causing damage to you and picking up first downs and negative plays on defense getting back to the you know the, the matchup against the vikings and can the defense they're gonna have to they have to get the cousins because when you get the cousins he won't he doesn't like taking sacks so he'll throw it up there he threw three picks against the packers last year Vikings offensive lines held up pretty well. I don't know where he ranks in terms. I mean, the Vikings haven't been very, very good this year. I don't know how many sacks they've given up, but yeah, you do. You do need to. Yes, you need to. You need to get pressure in any game, but especially in this one, because if you don't, then a savvy veteran quarterback is going to fight because, you know, Addison's going to get open. And especially if Jair is not 100 percent or he's not out there, he's good. He's going to get open and, and, and he can become a game wrecker again if you don't have him accounted for. And so that's that's the big thing is is the push up front. It's got to get more consistent though. I mean, you know, it shows up yes. in bunches one week and then the next week it doesn't. It's just it's not it's just not that consistent. It just makes me wonder like again, the coaching, the messaging, the vibe, the health, all that stuff. No, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. Uh the inj- listen, and again, I'm, you know, injuries happen in football. It's a, it's a tough it's a violent game. Guys get hurt, but you know, at six games in, the Packers have had a year's worth of injuries already. Yes, I mean they really have. It's it's it's. I'm you know, come on. I mean, you know, Eric Stokes. He finally gets healthy, and, he, and then he goes on special teams and re-injures the hamstring. I mean, that's just that's just bad luck. You know, back everybody, every offensive lineman I think has missed a little bit of time, right? I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, Jenkins at some point. Josh. By the way, Josh Myers didn't practice on Wednesday either. Oh, okay. No Myers. So uh, Kirk Cousins has been sacked 15 times this season. In seven games. That's not, that's only, that's two a game. So that's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. I mean, but he can be had. I mean, I think the Vikings, the Packers could have some opportunities. Well, again, see, he don't, Cousins is a, you know, he's one of them savvy, like you said, savvy veterans. He'll throw the ball away before, you know, he's smart enough to get rid of the ball and not get the sack. But sometimes Mm -hmm. he throws it up for grabs too. Yeah. So there's, you know, I guess but will, in that, in but will the Packers defenders be ready and catch the ball and actually take advantage of the interception? I know Rudy Ford will, but well, can someone else get an interception? Razul. Razul he's, will. He's got one. Well, he, they don't throw at him that I mean, you know. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, Razul's Russell's actually played pretty well. I think he's overall he's been their best. Oh, he's been there. Him and Walker have been there to, to, yeah. to two bright spots on the defense. And, and Rudy Ford. And Rudy Ford, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've been and good. Get, well, Gary's been okay. And Clark's, you know, Gary and Clark are Gary and Clark. They're not, I'm not... They are what they are. They're, they're very good players. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, so what do you? What kind of defense are you coming out in if you're the Packers? Are you lo- are you still looking to stop the run first? Yes. 
Okay. You have to. You have to because teams are going to try to make it easy on themselves. And if Kirk Cousins only has to throw the ball, like let's say 15 times, that does not bode well for the Packers oh, at all. And if they're going to, and, like and if they, the Vikings running game is nothing. It's, it's not, not bad. It's Cam not this, has been okay for him. It's not the same, but that's the thing is it, it doesn't matter anymore how good the opponent, like I'm past that after this, these six games, I'm not going to be right. fooled for this anymore. I'm not falling for the proverbial banana in the tailpipe here. Like it doesn't matter how good or bad the opposing team's passing game, run game is offensive line blocking, whatever the Packers are going to struggle there because they're just not playing good football right now. I would go so far as to say they're not a good team right now. So they're, they're, they're going to struggle. And so, yeah, you have to come out and do the fundamentals and the basics. Now, will Joe Barry do that? God only knows because Joe Barry does befuddling things and he was hired by Matt LaFleur. And so let's just push it all the way up the chain. Once again, I, I just, I, I guess this is a great time for us to talk about how we think this game is going to turn out because I said, if they didn't, I picked the Broncos last week. And it was out of principle. Mm-hmm. It was out of principle at that point. Now my picks are are, are probably going to be like rooted in reality. <laughs> in, in addition to it's so not going to be pri- it's not going to be principle. It's going to be rooted in in reality. I went first last week, so you go first this week. I have a I have a betting trend that I've been using for years, and it's it's pretty good. It's I don't I've never kept the percentage of it, but it's. It's probably close to three out of four or more or better, 75% or better. If you play on Monday night and you travel the next week, I bet against you. Mm, okay. And it works a lot. Okay. This year, it's undefeated. Nice. Again, you don't get it every week. I mean, well, a, lot, most, a lot of times a team that plays Monday night is either home next week or has a bye or something. But So the Vikings did play Monday night. Now, tra- now it's not a far travel. Minnesota to Green Bay obviously isn't like going – you know, across the country. It's only, you know, they're, they're crossing the border from Minnesota to Wisconsin, right? So that that wants me to bet. the. But I'm kind of with you now on that. Until I see the Packers win, I don't know if I can say they're going to win. You're, I don't. I haven't even come up with a pick yet, but I guess I have to now because you're asking me. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my green glasses, my, my green and gold glasses on and say the Packers somehow, somehow avoid a fourth straight loss and win this game 20 to 17. Come up with a score agami at least to make it fun. <laughs> All right, so you're going Packers 2017. I, I don't know. I You're on Packers 2017. Mark Tauscher. Yeah, Tauscher had a good point. He actually said something very interesting on I think it was Tuesday's show and he said that when a team plays one of their best games of the year, the following week it's tough to follow that up and so you yeah. sometimes see a little bit of a letdown. And oh, the Vikings absolutely. just played one of their best games of the of the year, maybe of the last two oh, years, and beating the Niners. So yeah, that's that's uh, that. and I, it, it, you know that works both ways. When a team plays its worst game of the year, they usually bounce back. Well, the Packers played their worst game of the year and then managed to come out and play their worst game of the year. <laughs> so, uh, and on that note, uh, I'm being ridiculous right now, but that's fine. Forty-one ten Vikings. <laughs> Packers haven't so given up. Not, I mean, the Packers not, haven't given up more than twenty points in a game. 41-10 Vikings, because, simply because I can. I, it's my show, and I have the microphone. So that's the final score I'm throwing out there. 41-10 Vikes. I mean, who You're cares? With that, what, huh? what difference does it make what the score is? The, the, the Vikings somehow win this game until the Packers win a game. I'm not picking them. You said that, so you got to so, stick with it. I'm, so there's a I'm spoiler alert. I'm, I'm, 
I'm ready to go, jump on that, but I got to stick with my Monday night travel, Monday night thing. Spoiler, spoiler um, alert for future weeks. So, all right, you already talked about what you're what you're going to be working on at Packer Report. What else? Anything else yeah. to highlight over there? It was the Andy stuff. Andy has you know Andy has his uh, stuff up every day. It's just it's better and better, and he's getting great guests. And yeah, check out check out Packer Report. Andy Herman's doing an unbelievable job with um, it, the the video you know the video stuff that he puts up every day and his yeah. grades and, and, his, like I said, and he's having some really good guests. Mike 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 Wall's on all the time. Yeah, he's got Mike Wall, Paul's Justice Mosqueda, Paul Paul was just on. Yeah, Paul was just on on Our Wednesday. Old friend Paul Paul Brown yeah, is is with Andy some uh, once a week. It's yeah, I, I mean. My stuff's just one little piece of the, of the big Packer Report puzzle. Right. right. And then I'll have the game, you know, as always, I'll have my instant analysis. Hopefully I can, you know, I'm writing something more positive than I did last week. Game recap coming up for me over on the Quick Slants podcast over at Game on Wisconsin. You know, that will be there. The Packers, I think, in the next four, next four games are noon games. Yeah, I believe so, right? Early games. Haven't seen too much of that before, but they are. No, we hadn't seen any. No. They've all been night games and four, you know, late game four twenty three twenty five, I guess, in Green Bay. Yep. So that's early for you. That, that it's all early for me. That's the beauty. But that's like the beauty that, right? of I do. That's the beauty of being out west. Is that on on uh, the very early games at the beginning of the season they start at ten a.m. So like football's done by one. Yeah. Unless you, like, you watch. See, I don't know. Some people wouldn't like that. I don't yeah. know if I would or not. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with it, especially if I have like work to do and content to create afterwards. It's just, it's, it yeah, gives me more of the yeah, day yeah. to do that. Sure, but I mean, so instead of eating like pizza and, and wings when you watch it, you're eating brunch, bacon and eggs. Yeah, <laughs> it's brunch, brunch in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is cool. I, I, once you, I guess once, like anything else, once you get used to it, it's, it's, it's a habit. Yeah, you're, you're used to getting up, to, you know, or whatever, getting ready to watch a game at ten o'clock. Yeah, it's part of your, it's part of your life. It's part of the deal. So now the London game is is a little silly early for you. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's a that one's like a six or seven a.m. start. Yeah, that's a little. That's yeah. Thank God the Packers don't have that this year. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, well, after last year, thank God again. That they, they and you don't, know, remember we, we we talked about that last year. The Packers didn't take the bye after going to London, and mm-hmm. it, we kind of came back to hurt them. The Buffalo Bills did the same thing, and look, it's, it's the same things happened to them. Mm-hmm. Why don't that? But take the bye after London. It, it used to be automatic. You, the league didn't even give you a choice. They just said, "No, you're, you're going to London. You get a bye the next week." Yeah. So I yeah I don't I. Uh, it is what it is. This year is the last year to, to nitpick <laughs> stuff like that because the Packers have issues so much deeper than their schedule and their bye week, which is now over with, so they don't have to worry about that anymore because it's gone. Right. It's gone. You so, wouldn't know it, but it, but it is. But it is. All right. Well, thanks for riding along, everybody, with the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. We'll be back at it again next week with another matchup of the Packers' defense against the upcoming opponent's offense. For now, everybody enjoy the rest of your week as fall is settling in here. Hope everyone is staying cozy. Take care of yourself, and as always, go Paco. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.